Welcome to the Dating and Relationship Show with Laura Bellotta from singleinthecity.ca on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Good evening, everyone. You're tuned into the Dating and Relationship Show on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. I'm Laura Bellotta, your host. I'm here each and every week discussing different issues around dating and relationships. We have a very interesting show for you today, which I'm sure you'll agree with me after I introduce my guest. Well, sitting to the right of me right now, show regular comedian Peter Anthony. What a special treat to be applause, here again, applause, Laura. Applause, applause, applause. Good Lord. <laughs> oh, stand, sit down. That's too kind. <laughs> the Cannabis Act just came into effect this past Wednesday, and everybody is talking about it. Uh, this is where Canada legalized recreational use of cannabis nationwide. This is a huge deal, everybody. And it's sure to cause a lot of changes throughout society and especially in uh, the dating and relationship scene. I'm interested to know more about the effects, positive or negative, that cannabis has on people and how it's going to impact personal relationships and our societal structure as a whole. We have Mark Benavenga joining us in studio today. Mark is the owner of Canna Canine, a company that makes CBD products for pets. He is also a CBD user himself. And we are also joined by Antoinette Gomez. She is a cannabis business consultant and the founder and CEO of Pleasure Peaks, a global women's sexual health line. Welcome to the show, guys. Thanks so much. Hi, guys. Thanks for having us. So how did you guys both get involved in the cannabis industry? And better yet, how do I get involved in this money-making industry that everybody's reaping benefits from? <laughs> Just kidding. Okay, no, seriously, how did you guys get involved? <laughs> we'll start with you, Antoinette. Beautiful. Yeah, thank you for having me today. I've been in the cannabis industry for six years now here in Canada. Um, I got involved Yeah, you told me you knew everybody in the industry. That's quite I, impressive. Well, the industry is very small, right? So we've it been seems <laughs> large, though, doesn't it? Like, well, I mean, there's more companies coming online seemingly every day, so it's it's obviously new and massively growing, right? I would say large players, but a lot of us have been in the industry for a long time, so I've been able to re- create great relationships with them over the years. Um, so I do know a lot of people, and I'm pretty popular on social media on the cannabis industry. So people feel free to reach out to me and ask questions on cannabis all the time. Um, So that's how I have a really big network in this space. But I got involved six years ago when I was going to school for holistic nutrition in Toronto. And when I was doing research on alternative therapies, I came across Health Canada's website. And there was a medical marijuana program that was available. And that was six years ago. And it was available 20 years ago. So when I spoke to my teachers about hey, like, can you actually get prescribed like pot? They had no idea. They had no answers to share for me. And when I spoke to my doctors, they didn't give me any answers at all. And you know what? A lot of them still don't have the answers. It's true. Seriously. Most definitely. They don't. It's systemic, which I can definitely go into. Um, But I was always shocked that it was legal, yet nobody knew about it. So I did my research and found this underground clinic that was patient to patient um, organized. So what what I ended up saying is, hey, I would love to teach your patients how to cook with cannabis for their different ailments and as a holistic nutritionist, as an intern. And when I ended up working there. And how did you learn? Um, because I just did my own research online, you know, in the age of t- technology, um, ignorance is, is not a choice. <laughs> well, it is a choice, but you have access to information. And I'm the type of person that if I want to learn something, I just do it myself. And I self-taught myself how to cook with cannabis. And then I use my holistic nutrition background to pair it with different foods um, for different diagnoses. And this might be a weird question, but do you know how to make suppositories for cancer patients? Because Mark Scott Emery, you know him, he was on the show prior. 
Mm-hmm. So I used to work with Mark Emery five years ago when I moved to BC, and that's when I used to teach his um, cannabis culture lounges. I used to have cannabis workshops, teaching people how to create cannabis suppositories, cannabis lubes, cannabis topicals, um, which, they, which yeah, brought... I'm more, I'm more interested in the, the food. You went right to the suppositories, Laura. Well, just because... Let's start talking about delicious I trying, recipes. I was trying to get suppositories for a friend that we all know um, before she passed. And um, it yes. just it, we ran out of time. So. Mm-hmm. But when I was working at this clinic, um, teaching people how to cook, I was noticing that we had people with MS. We had people who had cancer. We had people who had Crohn's disease. And I noticed that this is a chronic pain ailment, and cannabis can help multiple chronic pain issues. So what I noticed is with the people who had MS, it ended up being nerve pain. And um, when I found that woman with endometriosis came to speak about me, it ended up being nerve pain as well, which is the root of endometriosis. So Pleasure Peaks, the company that I created, I didn't invent cannabis. I just created a product that was safe to use for a woman's sexual health product. And as a chronic pain, which 85% of women actually deal with. So that's um, the hole that we've... 85% of women deal with chronic pain during sex? Have some issues with their sexual health. Okay. So and it's a, it's a multiple things that can happen with women in sexual health. Okay, Mark, how did, you get, <laughs> Mark how did you get... <laughs> Mark, how did you get involved? So about a year ago, I went to a cannabis conference and I saw uh, hemp for pets. And I said, you know, what is this? I was, I have, uh, well, I did have a uh, sick dog at home, Lila. She's 18 years old, a Jack Russell and everything. Oh, God bless her. Yeah, she's still going. I uh, recently lost her, but shout out to uh, Toronto Animal Services. They returned her home and everything as well. But um, she was experiencing. She actually, a- sorry, she left home at 18. Yeah, she... She wandered really, off? Parents left the gate open she and she wandered off herself. and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Poor thing. But, she came back. Uh, yeah, she came back. And um, so she was experiencing a lot of symptoms that are, uh, you know, affiliated with um, old age and everything like that. You know, um, she wasn't eating. She had uh, bad, bad uh, hip issues and everything as well. So um, I started to read about all the wonderful benefits of CBD and everything as well. So I started to make my own treats at home for her and uh, introduced oil as well. And um, over two weeks, I saw it was a complete 180. And uh, it was uh, the improvements in her health was, um, you know, I, I couldn't believe it myself and everything. So we started to make treats and everything as well uh, with the oil. And that's how Canna Canine was born because the demand was there. More people started to ask about it and stuff. You know what? We'll be right back. We're talking about cannabis and relationships right here on the Dating and Relationship Show. You're listening to the Dating and Relationship Show with Laura Bellotta from singleinthecity.ca on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. And we're back. You're tuned into the Dating and Relationship Show on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Show regular in studio with me today, comedian Peter Anthony. We have Mark Benavenga, owner of Canna Canine, a company that makes CBD products for pets, and Antoinette Gomez. She's a cannabis consultant and CEO of Pleasure Peaks, a woman's sexual health line. And today we're talking about the effects that cannabis has on people and how it impacts personal relationships, whether it's for medicinal purposes or for recreational use. And whether so, it's a relationship with a person or an animal. That's right. Right? Yes. Because <laughs> we can give CBD to dogs now, which is fascinating I, I to actually me. give my dog CBD oil, but it, he doesn't like it because it smells like fish. Well, then he'll like ours because ours doesn't smell yes, like Yes, thank anything. you. You gave me some today. And what's the difference between the hemp and the marijuana product? Hemp and the marijuana. So marijuana um, does contain, there are strains that do contain CBD and THC, whereas uh, the hemp plant, cannabis sativa, 
um, naturally contains virtually no no THC in it. It's uh, 3% or less. So a lot of products, um, you have to be careful when giving your dogs, you know, um, THC products or CBD products, you have to be careful with the THC in it because too much THC, unlike us, you know, we want to get high maybe with our dogs and everything. It's, you know, our dogs won't uh, experience the same pleasures from a high that we would do um, from ingesting too much THC. So a lot of the... Um, you know, kind of fear mongering that you've been seeing in the media and everything about vets saying, you know, the negative effects of cannabis and everything like that as well. It's all focused on marijuana and THC while neglecting the benefits of the CBD. CBD has many therapeutic benefits uh, for dogs. Um, you know, we've helped probably, I'd say, close to 2,000 dogs since we've been doing this last year and everything. And, um, you know, we hear stories all the time of how people have said, you know, my dog has cancer and the CBD has actually reduced the cancer symptoms and actually has actually eliminated the cancer itself. It helps with things from allergies, anxieties, um, you know, pain management, um, arthritis. Um, it also helps with, even with diabetes and bone issues as well. Um, you know, more and more research is coming. So we, can we take CBD to prevent cancer? Can we think, yeah. Most definitely. Yeah. I'm not sure if I'm a firm believer in that yet. Are you, Peter? I mean, I'm, I'm not, I'm neither here nor there. If I, if I, if I see anecdotal evidence, I'm not going to tell someone that I don't believe them, but I haven't seen any scientific studies that I've read that has a full consensus on from the scientific community that CBD can prevent or cure cancer. Yeah. If and a guest right, wants to ahead. push back on that, that's... As yeah. a holistic nutritionist, I think cannabis is a great as a great alternative therapy from a preventable approach. So CBD helps because it's a neuroprotective. It's anti-inflammatory. It's... Um, it's anti-stress on the body. So if you have no inflammation in the body and no stress in the body, it's really hard to create cancer. Cancer can only survive in an acidic body and a heavily stressed and inflammation body. I must say I have chronic pain in my back and I was taking CBD oil for about a month and it really did help me. And I ran out of it because I didn't have a license. I couldn't go get more. Because but it was so does good. Does that mean now <laughs> that it's legalized that I don't need a prescription anymore? So right now... Um, we have legalized recreational cannabis use federally, which is so exciting. Um, you know, the fight for cannabis patients has always been like fighting for access to medicine. Um, but we are now going recreational, which is so crazy to me because the medical side isn't really fully done yet. Um, but now we're work where the government is fully active on creating a retail space for recreational cannabis. So what that means is that anybody over the age of depending on whichever province, but in Ontario specifically, 19 is our age. So if you're over the age of 19, you'll be able to buy recreational cannabis legal pot from um, an online store um, or these brick and mortars that Ontario wants to roll out by t uh, April 2019. So that's um, how you would be accessing cannabis in the recreational sense. Medical patients will still be able to buy from their favorite licensed producers online and get them shipped to right to their door as well, which the recreational market would happen, would do if they're buying it online as well. So let's talk, let's get into uh, using cannabis when you're in a relationship. They say that cannabis isn't addictive in a way that other drugs are. But it is habit forming. So, what do you how, how, do? You guys agree with that? It's not addictive, but it's habit forming. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, now, isn't it a concern when someone would rather go th through life high than being sober, especially when in a relationship? Like, how can you connect with someone on a deeper level when you're always high and the other person is not? Yes. Um, thank you for that very important question. 
Um, I have a par- I've had many partners over my life um, that consume cannabis and didn't consume cannabis. And um, as a cannabis consumer myself, I don't feel that I am always high. <laughs> I'm here on radio and I'm, I haven't smoked anything today. And also, you don't need to smoke to be a cannabis consumer either. You can use cannabis as a topical because of your pain, um, but you can also use cannabis to elevate your experience. Mark, you dated women, you were telling me, that were always high. They, they woke up in the morning, they got high, everything, they, they had to get high for absolutely everything. Were you high as well? Um, I did smoke with them, uh, but then it got to the point where, you know, I didn't have to do it for every waking moment and stuff. For them, you know, it would be something as simple as, you know, let's go grocery shopping together. And like, no, got to smoke a joint before that and everything as well. And um, it got frustrating because, you know, you have engagements and everything as well, you know, appointments at time and stuff like that. I remember, you know, I'm going out to dinner and meet with friends. You know, my ex-girlfriend said, okay, we have, I you know, I have to smoke before and everything. I said, you know, who cares? We're just dinner out with friends and stuff. But the mundane became... Uh, you know, I need to be high for it and everything. Well, I as think well. that she was self-medicating, though. Maybe she had social anxiety, and that and that was her medication. And I think that's the best part. It's from a a, a particular instance for other ex- experiences, right? I I personally have tons of anxiety going to some particular events, so I do consume before those events. And my partner is very understanding. And of how that. does it make you feel? What does it do? I use cannabis for that specific event where I was feeling a little bit like heavy on my anxiety. I use cannabis to just be mellowed out. So basically, I just feel a little bit more relaxed, a little bit more open, and um, a little bit more positive about that experience. Doesn't it make you feel more secluded, though? Okay, we're going to come back to this. Yeah, we're I was going to tell a story about a girl I dated that hit Yeah, the we're going to come back to this. We're talking about cannabis and being in a relationship on Global News Radio 640 Toronto, the dating and relationship show. Now back to the Dating and Relationship Show with Laura Bellotta from singleinthecity.ca on Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. You're tuned into the Dating and Relationship Show. We're having a very interesting conversation today about the effects that cannabis has on people and how it impacts personal relationships, whether it's for medicinal purposes or for recreational use. We have Mark in studio with us. He's the owner of Canna Canine, a company that makes CBD products for pets. He's also a CBD user. We have Antoinette Gomez, a cannabis consultant and CEO of Pleasure Peaks, a woman's sexual health line. And comedian Peter Anthony is sitting right next to me. And he wanted to tell us a story about a girl that he dated. Well, we were well, we were discussing yeah, dating we, people who are users. And of course, there's, there's light, moderate, and heavy users of cannabis. I actually dated at one point in time a heavy user of cannabis and i came to find that out because i woke up beside her once and i like rolled over and she was hitting her bong and it was a quarter to eight in the morning (laughs) and then she rolled over and looked at me and as she's exhaling she said would you like some i was was really i was really taken aback her her, i won't say her name but it it, it starts with k and runs with aaron but anyway look (laughs) for me for me for i'm totally cool with cannabis consumption but it's for me it was sort of like reaching over and grabbing a bottle of booze first thing in the morning i'm like okay this chick's a rocker this is going to be this is going to be wild and did it turn you off yes but but it it didn't last i'll say that i'm more into light use or moderate use or using it for specific circumstances 
And before the break, we were talking about, Antoinette, you were telling us about you smoke sometimes before you go to a party. And I was asking you something about, don't you feel like secluded where you don't want to talk to anyone and you're in your own little world and you're high and people come to talk to you and you're just like, okay, dead. Because doesn't <laughs> cannabis normally make you um, like lazy and tired and antisocial? Who are you, my dad? That's such an old world view. That's such an well, old, old world view. This is the that I have I with it. That's a great um, segment that you just said because it's like, what? why would you want to feel tired and secluded? I feel like there are points in your in your life that you might want to feel tired and secluding, like using that specific strain for bedtime. But I think one of the one of the worst parts about cannabis is that there's not much education on it. So when people use cannabis, they have no idea. They're just smoking what they're, whatever they get. They have no idea what strain they're using. Yeah, they don't know how so it's going to affect them me. or the dosage, right? So me as a cons- as a seasoned consumer, I know which strains are going to be perfect for me with a night out. I know which strains are perfect for okay, let's, what, me what, to go. What strains are perfect for a night out? Yeah, so if you are brand new to cannabis and you want to try cannabis for the first time and go out um, with some friends, I would use a cannabis strain that is very... Sativa dominant. um, But sativa can give you anxiety. And Mark, you said that you used to smoke weed and now you don't smoke it anymore. So get a sativa and CBD strain. That's totally fine. (laughs) Because CBD is anti-anxiety. People don't know enough about it. And there should be education the the government should should you know educate us on this stuff right because how else are we going to get educated preaching to the choir i tell you <laughs> mark as antoinette said um you know when i was younger and everything there wasn't that information out there for the different strains and everything as well so um just now am i easing back into marijuana and stuff because before i would start to get anxiety and paranoia from smoking certain strains so now as i've discovered cbd i now know the strains that you know won't give me anxiety but, but, but cbd is not going to give you get you high no exactly but there are certain strains of marijuana that uh, are higher in cbd that do have the calming effects as well So you mentioned that you had to stop smoking cannabis because of the anxiety so yes. that's that's a negative that's you know there it's not all positive when it comes to smoking cannabis I, I think the way it's in sorry I just think the way it's ingested as well I, I know smoking cannabis you get a, a, it's a pretty quick uh, reaction to it whereas if you eat it say in a gummy or ingest it in a cookie it's more of a slow release and I find that that's a lot more manageable for a lot of people I don't know if you guys agree with that the edibles are more manageable yeah definitely uh, not no. <laughs> listen I'll tell you. <laughs> No, let I me just find it, but let, the release of the drug is slower. Peter Anthony, let me tell you a story, my story sure. about Oh, we all eating. have that one story about eating too yeah, much. Yeah, so but. a few years ago, I ate a cookie and, uh, or not even a whole cookie. Someone said, here's a cookie, blah, blah. I'm like, oh, okay, let's party, whatever. Let me have this cookie. Meanwhile, an hour or so later, I thought, I, I'm like, someone has to rush me to the hospital, like, I told my boyfriend, I'm like, he's like, what's wrong with you? I'm like, I ate something. Um, I ate a cookie. And he was like, called a riff. it caused a riff in our relationship because he was so mad that I ate this cookie. Because he's like, look at you, you're a grown woman. And like, I was panicking. And I had anxiety. And I thought I had to be rushed to the hospital. And I'm thinking, what about these, what about if a child was to get a hold of this cookie? Like, can a child die? No. I think no, that I no one's overdosed on marijuana not, in the history of marijuana. <laughs> That's Seriously, true as well. <laughs> if I like, okay, 125 pounds or whatever I am. You were just really child, high, Laura. Like 50 pounds. <laughs> you were just stoned. No, but it was beyond stoned. It was such a whack. 
I didn't. <laughs> no, I didn't fall asleep. I paced. I paced back and forth, back and forth, like trembling. I couldn't walk. I was jello. But I was you couldn't walk, but you were pacing. Let's start okay, there. Okay, but that can't be healthy. Wait a second. That couldn't breathe. That cannot be healthy. <laughs> having your heart racing like that and getting having that all that anxiety cannot be healthy for you. And I think the trick with edibles is you eat a little bit right it takes about an hour to kick in right guys about an hour and then if if you don't feel the effects then you eat more but what some people do is like 50 minutes later they're like oh i don't feel anything oh give me more (laughs) i don't feel anything so that's exactly what and then all of a sudden you're like this "Ah, zombie well that's why you know the canadian government is heavily regulating it right so our packaging is absolutely insane um it it it's in like six different boxes to just to get to that one cookie. We don't have edibles as a part of the legal regime yet, but they will soon be available. Um, but there will be crazy packaging that it won't look um, tempting to kids at all, and there will also be child locked as well. We need to take a break. We're talking about the effects that cannabis has on personal relationships right here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. We'll be back. You're listening to the Dating and Relationship Show with Laura Bellotta from singleinthecity.ca on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. We are back. We're talking about the effects that cannabis has on personal relationships right here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto, the Dating and Relationship Show. I'm your host, Laura Bellotta of singleinthecity.ca, show regular today. And I love him. Well, not in that way, but. Mm-hmm. I love him as a co-host. Thank or you very much. Whatever you are, show regular. You're not. You're not. A, you're not good on the weed cookies. I, we've come to understand. No, no more weed cookies. We were. We were talking well, about the before the break that we wanted to bring up. Just some people prefer to eat the drug. Some people prefer, prefer to smoke it, mm-hmm. and how it's released into. Our system, and you, you, you mentioned something during the break that I thought Antoinette, was interesting. Yes. Yeah, of course, that uh, we all have an endocannabinoid system in our body. All humans do. Um, dogs as well, which all is mammals. super cool, right? Um, so we all have different receptors in the body, um, including our genitals as well, and our stomach. So basically, um, how it will affect me will affect you differently because our endocannabinoid systems are just as unique as a fingerprint, which is so cool. So they vary a lot and how you experience cannabis and even if you use the same strain with your partner there will be a different experience yes because some people find that it heightens um, intimacy in relationships well others feel that it doesn't so why do you is that why everyone has a different experience because of the different cannabinoids yeah in our genetic makeup what I what that's also the reason why I created pleasure peaks because I wanted all women to have an optimal sex life regardless of whatever barriers they were dealing with and cannabis can help a lot of those barriers whether it be pain whether it be trauma whether it be anxiety or intimacy well so, I know it helps with pain that's for sure now what does it do for orgasms we want to know yeah, for sure. So Pleasure Peaks is at the forefront of research with cannabis and sexuality, which is really exciting. Um, and what we're finding is THC is great for peaking arousal, which is amazing. And CBD is ama- internally and um, ingested it as well for anxiety and for pain. So those three things working synergistically together allows a person to really let go of all of their worries of their day, feel comfortable in their body, not think of any of their traumas at all, 
and be a little bit more deeper and present with their partner. Now, I would think that cannabis would make you a little bit lazy maybe in the bedroom. <laughs> of course. That happens a lot, right? Or um, cannabis in general. You just got to find the right strain. I guess. Right? And the right dosage. I think the right dosage is more important than the right strain, actually, because if you if you have a puff or two, that's very easy to elevate. You're not going to feel anything overwhelming. But we, not yet. We don't, have, we don't have a doctor yet that we can go to to, to get a prescription to say what, you know, what exactly is going to work for you? Well, no, but we just legalized recreational use, right? So we're going to have these this information on your online store. So they'll tell you um, what THC does at different percentages and what CBD does for you at different percentages, as well as the terpene profiles for those specific strains, which is the most exciting. Yes, In Peter. a certain way, I'm, I'm a little bit disappointed. And, and I find it so interesting that we all have different makeups of cannabinoid re- receptors in our bodies. Like you said, is as individualistic as a fingerprint, which is amazing. But at the same time, from a marketing perspective, it kind of sucks because that means no company can come, out, can come out and go, this is the sex weed. You know what I mean? This is the weed you need. Well, that's what I have. Yeah. <laughs> you have that. If you have you that, have you, the sex weed? you could market that. Really? really? Yeah. Wow. Okay. Mm-hmm. Can you Here, tell us more about it? That's how I can get involved in the cannabis industry. <laughs> Let me help you with that. Of course. Which one do you prefer? Or can, are you allowed to even talk about it? Yeah, I'll talk about it. I'm so excited because it will be a part of the legal framework now that we're going legal. I'm so excited. But uh, we're going legal and we've played around with a few different strains. Um, this one doesn't really enhance your sexual performance, but the strain that we formulated really helps with intimacy. It really makes you feel in love, which is the coolest thing about like this ecstasy? strain. Almost. Shut the front door. I know, right? <laughs> I had to find it. I tell you, as soon Teenager- as you smoke this strain, you just... Just days off looking at your partner. You just want to be close with them. You just feel so positive. And this so could be positive. the solution to get rid of that Molly drug that all these teenagers are taking that is so horrible for and you. And we don't know what's in it. That's the scary part. That is the scary part. And yeah. all of the uh, um, side effects as well and negative things. But cannabis, um, this strain I'm really, really excited to come out with soon. And um, But people always ask me, what strain do I use for like have sex with my partner? And when it's just, and I say that's the wrong question. You say you have to tell me what kind of sexual experience you want to have with your partner. Do you want to have like crazy like hair wild in like super energetic like all messy with your partner? Oh come on! Because that's going to be a different strain than you know a massage really? and like candle lights with your partner. So those are different well, experiences. This is right? quite interesting. I, I I had no idea. You sold Laura on the whole deal right now. I'm <laughs> sold. Much. And is there a particular strain with? With dogs that you found that works better uh, in terms of experimenting with with animals, we found that uh, everything that's hemp derived is the best type of uh, CBD to use for pets and everything as well. I don't give my dog any edibles or I don't, you know, blow smoke in their face and everything. <laughs> that's uh, horrible yeah. when people do that. It really is. Yeah, and I know it's people that do safe. that too. They can't give consent. It's just wrong on so many. Yeah, levels. no, I don't. Uh, Now, I can understand how using cannabis with your partner can lead to positive experiences, but I think that if only one partner smokes, it can lead to a lot of relationship issues as well. And we'll talk about that right after the break. Yes, we will, because we have to go. Thank you. (laughs) This is Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. I'm doing your job, Laura. What's going on here? We'll be right back. Now back to the Dating and Relationship Show with Laura Bellotta from singleinthecity.ca on Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. We 
are talking about the effects that cannabis has on people and how it impacts our personal relationships right here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. I'm Laura Bellotta of singleinthecity.ca and I'm sitting with comedian Peter Anthony and in studio we have Antoinette Gomez. She is a cannabis consultant and Mark, he is the owner of Canna Canine, a company that makes CBD products for pets. And so before the break, I had asked a question and then we didn't really get to it. But what if only one partner smokes? I'm assuming that this can lead to a lot of relationship issues. Because it would seem like the partner that doesn't smoke every day would be like the sober one at the party. So can a relationship really work when one partner is smoking daily and the other one is not? No, I don't think so. I mean... um, Because you you have experience with this, Mark. Yeah, definitely. And uh, I was the one who did smoke in the relationship. And, um, you know, I was more adventurous you know, by nature and everything as well. So the one who was, um, you know, wasn't smoking every day and everything, understandable, like you said, sober at the party and stuff. But I think that speaks to the bigger picture of, you know, communication and everything as well. Um, you know, there were, they weren't willing to try things, whether it be in the bedroom, you know, adventures. It's kind of, you know, something um, for life and everything as well, where, um, you know, cannabis, um, you know, people, some people say that it, it's almost as a crutch, you know, and there's some people that, you know, like to smoke and then don't need to smoke it every day and stuff. I think it depends on the person. And sometimes, um, you know, cannabis is used as an excuse and everything, you know, it can be like, oh, if, you know, one person in the relationship is lazy and they're consistently using cannabis, but then you can have someone in the relationship who is active and uses um, cannabis consistently and everything. So I think at the end of the day, it depends on the person and not so much cannabis. Yes, cannabis does have a factor in relationships, but it's not the end all and be all. It relies on the person more. But you did outside tell me, Mark, that that your partners seemed to be pretty lazy when they did smoke. Yeah, they did seem to be pretty lazy when they did smoke and everything. So the smoking didn't help because in by and far in nature, they were lazy as a person. So give with or without cannabis, it was kind of like, you know, you're lazy as it is. Yeah. So how about the munchies? We know that all, you know, that comes with the territories. Yeah, that can happen. That's true. So what if your partner starts gaining tons of weight and then, you know, you're not so attracted to them anymore? (laughs) Should that be a deal breaker? (laughs) That's so shallow. (laughs) But I think um, back to like what he was also saying is compromising, right? If you're in a relationship, you know that the baseline is compromising. You can't have everything in your relationship, but you can meet in a happy medium, right? Um, My fiance smokes um, cannabis as well. And he's notorious for like ordering food when he's already sleeping so he's going to bed he'll order uber he'll keep his phone on because the concierge will call him is this wake ni- him up is this to a let nightly, him know is McDonald's this a nightly open. thing i am embarrassed to say it's happened too many times well, that could be very unhealthy though i would think and he is skinnier than me that's the craziest oh, part yeah well one day it'll catch up to well, him. i have crazy munchies as well and what i like to do with munchies is um just just knowing that I, I'm having munchies. I'm just knowing that this is not, I'm not hungry. It's just a craving that I have. So I drink tons of water. I fill myself that way. And, um, and I keep healthy things around. Yeah. So I keep like bananas around and like things that are really bananas. easy to open. Like, I recommend pickles. Everything tastes how about, amazing. How about on popcorn, <laughs> popcorn, fruit cocktail, pretzels, pineapple? You're making me hungry right now, Laura. I am. It's not fair. (laughs) You can eat after this. One thing I wanted to segue into, if I may, we were talking about just the stereotype of someone that is involved with cannabis or that smokes cannabis. Mm -hmm. And I think it's such an unfair portrait of someone that uses this amazing drug. And 
I mean, we've all seen, we, we've talked about Cheech and Chong on the break and Spicoli from Fast Times at Ridgemont High. And that's just not the case anymore. Could you speak to that, Mark? Yeah, definitely. Um, as I was saying, I have um, aunts and uncles that uh, are in their 60s and everything. And, um, you know, they grew up smoking uh, marijuana and everything they did? as well and stuff. Surprise, surprise. And uh, Italians? Italians. That's oh, yeah, it doesn't matter. And um, mm-hmm. so, uh, you know, I have, uh, as part of our product line, we have uh, CBD topicals and everything as well. And I say, you know, this is a product derived from cannabis. They look at me like they they look at me stunned and everything because for so many years they've been smoking it. But now you see cannabis in another form and, um, you know, they can't, uh, you know, they have bad knee pain and everything, arthritis, but they put a little bit of the bomb on and they can walk. And, you know, and they're not smoking anything. And it's just simple, you know, CBD balm that they apply topically and it has amazing benefits for them. So, um, you know, there's a shift now. Um, it's no longer Cheech and Chong now, but it's um, every, you know, every everybody's cannabis user can have can be a cannabis user. Yeah, and I, I want- love what Lyft and Co. did recently. Mm-hmm. They did like a Faces of Cannabis campaign. And these faces look like everyday people. Like, like everyday people from mothers to doctors to people that you would see on the subway um you don't really know what a cannabis user looks like oh, well because- i walked into there's a there's a, a cannabis um what is it a dispensary here in toronto that's been open for months i have no idea how they're uh, like able to open and stay open but I, I walked in there to get cbd oil and you're right there were all different yeah. walks of life it's in there beautiful. there was like a i think a seven-year-old lady in there and, and it's i think we forget cool that to see. cannabis is a huge part of canadian culture like when i met my fiance's parents for the first time they're like sixth generation canadian like real canadian and when i met them for thanksgiving dinner nonetheless they all greeted me with joints at the door <laughs> shut the front at door. The door can we get an invite and to I your future like, in-laws oh place for gosh, thanksgiving no next way. year and i was so it was just so, so crazy but i'm jamaican and peruvian and we i've never smoked pot with my with my family <laughs> i actually want to talk about cannabis in a family setting when we come back on the dating and relationship show stay with us You're listening to the Dating and Relationship Show with Laura Bellotta from singleinthecity.ca on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. We're talking about cannabis or the effects that cannabis has on people and personal relationships today on the Dating and Relationship Show. In studio with me is comedian Peter Anthony and Antoinette Gomez. She is the CEO of Pleasure Peaks, a woman's sexual health line, and Mark, who is uh, the owner of Canna Canine, a company that makes CBD for pets. And I'm Laura Bellotta, your host. Yes, each and every week I am here. And so I want to talk about uh, cannabis in a family setting now. So now, is smoking cannabis around your children just supposed to be socially acceptable? Because I just, it's just weird to me. Like I honestly, like (laughs) I can't imagine, even for myself, you know, smoking a joint in front of my parents. Or yeah, like our parents smoking pot in front of their little kids like I just still think that's wrong what do you guys think I think cannabis in the family is a is is a choice for the family like how we're going through this sexual education when it comes to our children I don't have a family yet I don't have children um, but I feel like it's the parents choice to see how much they want them to know about cannabis what I always said was I really wish that cannabis would be a part of health class. It might I hope be it now. does become a part yeah. of it because we it only learned be, that actually. cannabis is illegal, but now 
cannabis is medicine. So we need to learn that cannabis is great for all of these other yeah, things. Yeah, but you don't want 14-year-olds thinking that it's medicine. Of course. They've because done, they've done studies on the effects that it has on children under the age of like 16 or something. So you definitely don't want them thinking, okay, it's medicine when you're 14 years old, unless they have MS or uh, something like that. Well, if they know it's medicine, they're not going to want it, right? So, <laughs> um, but I think that, like I have lots of younger siblings and I have one sibling who has seizures. He has epilepsy. Well, so yeah, he that, uses yeah. cannabis oil. All of my other younger siblings couldn't care less about cannabis. They, they think that people just want to get high because that's all they But seen. cannabis oil with THC or without? With CBD. With CBD. Okay. Well, that, that's there's a big difference though, right? I don't Because THC, so. well, THC alters your brain like you're high, whereas CBD does not. I don't say I don't say it would alter your brain, but <laughs> you definitely have that effect of euphoria. Mm-hmm. Yes, it doesn't alter, like it doesn't change your brain. It okay. doesn't like ruin your brain. Wrong like, choice of like words. alcohol. Uh, well, would, I heard right? that when you take it as a child, it does alter your brain. So that's, it can that's, slow those are the studies that I've. It can I've slow done. the brain growth, of course, okay. and it's like not to, something you would want at those ages. I'm sorry. I would I would like to jump in on this yes, just to point out do the jump in. blatant <laughs> hypocrisy. <laughs> Of the fact that we all grew up watching our dad drink beers, drink rums, go on the mm-hmm. deck, have a gin and tonic, and I, and I mean for, for it's just a drug that that adults use. And if you tell your kids, if you tell your family, look, this is what adults do. It's not for you yet, but here's what it is, and here's what it does. The child will understand. It doesn't need to be hidden from a kid. Kids aren't dumb. Talk to them like adults. Of course. I think there has to be just a change in perception of it, um, you know, whether it's being used recreationally, as you said, you know, with beer and alcohol, or it's being used uh, medicinally because it can be akin to, you know, okay, I have to take my pills now, but my pills are in the form of, uh, you know, a joint, a vaporizer, or an edible and everything. So it's all in that, you know, application and everything, but also that shift the perception as well. If we keep treating it as this big scary thing, then, you know, obviously then it's going to be a negativity associated with it all the time. Okay. So for those people sitting at home that have never tried any of these products, never tried cannabis before, and they're curious, what should they do? Get the bong, man. (laughs) (laughs) It's not going to hurt you. It's fun. I would say get out there and try and open your eyes and get a little bit educated on it. You'd be surprised of all all the things that cannabis can help and you it just might be able to help you and if not it probably can help someone that you know and how can we use cannabis to enhance our relationships Antoinette multiple ways so specifically at Pleasure Peaks we're all about relationships and sexual health so you can use cannabis as a strain like I mentioned to really bring that closeness with you you can use cannabis topically as like a lubricant you can use topically on the body as well you can use tinctures you can use sublingual sprays if you use it as a, a lubricant, is it tingly? Make you tingly? Of course it does. Okay. So that's the THC peaking your oh arousal, boy. right? And we the CBD <laughs> will leave all of the pain that you have as well. Okay, final thoughts. What is one thing that you guys would want people to know about the cannabis industry or cannabis in general? Mark. One thing is that it's not just Cheech and Chong, but... Um, it's not just Cheech no, and Chong. No, it's not just Cheech and Chong getting high. There's so many applications for um, you know cannabis, including CBD. Um, we're also launching a CBD beauty company within uh, the next month that focus on CBD. Can I be involved in that? Definitely. <laughs> CBD beauty bombs and everything as well. So my one takeaway is, you know, look at all the different applications. If I told you um, a year ago that I would be, um, you know, involved in making, you know, cannabis products for pets, I'd ask you, you know, what are you smoking? That's mm-hmm. crazy, but... Here I am today. Antoinette. 
What I want people to know is that um, cannabis has the opportunity to change healthcare as a whole and to get Canadians into preventative medicine or we're not as sick as we are today. And we're only scratching the surface of all of the applications cannabis can offer. So support cannabis companies, support cannabis research, be a part of the movement. Every generation has something big. Ours just happens to be cannabis. Peter, quick, anything you want to add? I just wanted to say some of the best art you've seen, some of the best music you've listened to, some of the best comedy you've heard has been uh, has been written under the influence of this amazing drug. So don't knock it until you try it. Okay, well, thank you very much. That's it for our show today. The recreational use of cannabis is now legal in Canada, and we need to be mindful about the, how this change is going to be impacting our society. A big thank you goes out to Mark and Antoinette for joining us today. How can we get a hold of you guys? Mark? Uh, you can find us on Instagram at canacanine or online at www.canacanine.ca. Antoinette? You can find me on Antoinette Gomez or Instagram, and it's A-N-T-U-A-N-E-T-T-E. Peter? I'm at petersfunny.com on Twitter, at Peter is funny. And you can find me, your host, at Laura underscore Balot on Instagram, or you can visit my website, singleinthecity.ca, for upcoming events and a wide range of dating and relationship services at an affordable price. And I have a Halloween party coming up at the Duke of Somerset. It's on October 27th, the Saturday, and it's for ages 35 plus. You don't want to miss that. If you are single, there are not a lot of things to do in the city for older people. So I want to see your butts there. Anyways, have a great week, everybody. Until next week, ciao for now.